eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan It's the Dort Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Ratatouille Von Datatouille. Ratatouille! All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? We're ready to give him the old razzle-dazzle for another week, <laughs> you know? That's right. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. You like that new edition of the soundboard? I don't know if it's going to stay or go. What was that? What is that from? That is Stephen A. Smith on his show. He was asked who would win in a fight between Ratatouille and Stuart Little. And he had like a three-minute answer. See, I would say uh, in that, I did actually see that. I would actually take um, Remy from Ratatouille there. Every chef I've ever known yeah. is a bit of a badass. So. Again, yep, they are. They're tough. They know they're, they, they're good with knives. Sure are. That's a big help. And in, very short tempers. Short tempers. And, uh, you know, he's a rat. This one's a rat. So, and Stuart Little's just a little like pet store mouse. So, I don't think shit of a guy. He's seen a hard day in his life. You know what? You know what he says? You know what Stuart Little says? No cheeses for us, Mises. Famously, no cheeses for us, Mises. So, there's that as well. I think that's the wrong movie. That's fine. That's fine. Moving on. They're all mice. They're all, they're all vermin. They're all different (laughs) brands of, of vermin. So, that's right. But right, we have a lot to get to here on the uh, on the program. But first of all, how are you? Are you doing all right? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. You know, we're in the ho- we're in the playoff season. You know, for high school hockey right now. So I'm, yeah, you guys buzzing? Are the boys buzzing? The two seed in the small school tournament coming up. I like that. We've got Pomfret on Pomfret on Wednesday. So okay. we'll see. All right. I was showing you my new collection of pucks. I have ISL pucks. I like a puck next. collection. Uh, that's pretty so, nice. Yeah. yeah. Every school I beat, I'm taking a puck from them. Oh, I like that. I just started it this season. I haven't gotten everyone. Then someday we had like generic pucks, so we didn't have all. But I'm I'm going to get every school eventually. Interesting. Maybe not. Maybe not uh, Saint Sebastian's, who we can't, we can't. I I haven't <laughs> been able to beat in anything in thirty years. So no, they're yeah. they're pretty good. You might have to, yeah. Put it like off to the side. Like all right, well this is, these are all the teams that we beat. Here are just all the. This is, I'm a completionist though, so I do have to get all right. of the the ISL. I'll put. I'll get it, but I'll like leave it out until I actually I hear you. get something. Yeah, St. Paul's yeah. got booted from the ISL, so they're no longer in there. But uh, it is my understanding, Richard, that they left. They got booted out of there. It was what I, I got. It. It was my understanding that it was their choice. Sure, um, it was just like Bill Belichick. He left on his own accord. 
Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, but I coach with a, a former St. Seb's player. Yeah. And we were talking about St. Paul's leaving the ISL. And he said, yeah, it's a long way to go to win eight nothing. I was like, yeah. we know, but hey. Yeah, but come on. And I think it was six nothing. So come on. Cool your Jets. <laughs> you don't have to exaggerate to it. You don't have to add on to it. But anyway. Uh, let's just let's dive in because uh, we have two good topics to yours this week. So let's start. This week in well, since our last episode, a few trailers came out, including one for a movie that I had not even heard of. It was not on our list when we did our 2024 movies to look forward to. And it comes out in April. So it's two months away. And it's a film starring Bill Skarsgård, and it's called Boy Kills World. We tweeted it out. We had a bunch of people tweet it at us as well because they're yeah. like, this probably seems like it could be up your alley. Thing looks crazy. Like I, My first thought was it's got a little like Scott Pilgrim, but it also has a lot of like Hunger Games and then like a lot of other kind of madness. Some going John on. Wick to it. Yes. Um, some Running Man aspects to it as well. Yep. So. Um, yeah, Bill, I'm wondering if like he's the perfect person for this or if they just people just stop giving him lines. He doesn't say as of this he's point, deaf he has, and mute. He's deaf the, and mute in the movie. But somebody else is like the inner monologue of him, which it's H. John Benjamin from Bob's Burgers, Archer. Great. Like voice. the guy just does a vo great voice. Awesome voice. Yeah, you've definitely recognized yeah. the voice. Yeah, it looks batshit insane. I I hope that it's not like revealed at the end that like it's just all in his mind. Because it definitely seems like it could go that route. Those are those are the worst type of endings. I don't like those. Yeah, where yeah. like pans out, it's just him sitting in like a chair, and you're like, the fuck. And like a, in like a a state hospital, just kind of like rocking yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Like, no, we don't need that. You're like, no, look, let let most of this actually happen somehow, some right. way. But it looks let's just be crazy. Yeah, I saw something, and you said bat shit, and I'm like, yeah. someone. I said it last week too. I saw it on a meme. Duck tits. Yeah, duck tits. This could be duck tits. <laughs> duck tits crazy. <laughs> I'm like, all of a sudden, it went from a movie that I had not heard of to one of my five to ten most anticipated movies of the entire year. I was like, holy I'm shit. Excited. I hope this is bad in the best way possible. I think it could just be, I think it could be good. I think, like, it's just, it's yeah, so out there. It could be. A landmark film. Yes. Could be the, the best. The Criterion Collection will be talking about it at some point. Do you think it could be the best movie ever made? It, every movie could potentially be the best movie ever made. That's a good point. That's Depending a good way on who you ask. Yeah, you know what? Going in, you should think this might be it. I've seen a lot of mm -hmm. film. I've seen a lot of good movies. This this next one could be the best one I've ever seen. Because that was a question. To my I've... seven year old, the new Trolls movie is the best movie that's ever been made, and I'm here to tell you, it's not. It's a great mindset to have. No, I feel like it probably wouldn't be, but I'm not going to rain on her yeah. parade. If that's her favorite. God, God bless her. <laughs> I feel like there was a run there, and this is probably almost up until now that like I walk away seeing a movie and I'm like, is that the best movie I've ever seen? And then later on, I'm like, no, Rich, Armageddon no, Armageddon is not the best movie of all time. But I do but remember... It got the blood flowing, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Cock hard. Armageddon. Cock hard in that. Yeah. Yep. But it also had funny. It had um, it had a real heart to the movie. Oh, you, know, you cried. Bruce Willis sacrifices himself. You're like, holy shit. He didn't even like Ben Affleck. Turns out he did. Yeah, he did. He, he did. did. He was just he was just testing. He wanted to make sure yep. he was worthy of his daughter. Ben Affleck was putting, worthy of putting the dinosaurs cookies on her. Those you know? those animal crackers all over her belly. What a dinosaur! <laughs> they were probably animal crackers. You're right. And then he 
crunt, crumpled them up till they were crumbed and uh, licked them right <laughs> over. <laughs> I didn't see that cut. Yeah, no, that's all you got to watch. That's the Michael Bay right. extended. Yeah, right. <laughs> he ate a whole bowl of cereal right off her belly. <laughs> like my guy's a freak. Look at my guy. Look at my guy. He's pouring milk on. He's a freak. It, that milk had been expired for a week's time. Yeah, old milk. Yeah, old chunky milk. This guy, <laughs> love that movie though, love it. So yeah, I think to your point, this could be the best movie ever made. But we're gonna have to tune in to find yeah, out exactly what you said. This could be. <laughs> I really like what you. That's that's a good way of doing arguments though. I actually really like what you said when you said that it's the best movie ever made. <laughs> like I didn't fucking say that. I should start doing that on the radio. Yeah, no, you didn't, but you implied it. You, yeah. would you were where you were going had I not interrupted you? I'm sorry for that. I just was that this is <laughs> when guys call in, they're like, "Your show sucks." I should hang up. I'm like, "You actually, you're right. This is a great show." And when you called it and said that you love this show, you were so. I should have given you more time. You were very good. I appreciate that. Uh, we got a release date for the season or episode one of The Boys, season four. That is June thirteenth. That's right around the corner. That'll be pretty good. I'm excited for that. Yeah, sure. And as somebody pointed out on Twitter, right around the same time, we're going to get The Boys and The Bear. That's Right. Good, like The Bears, like the week before. That's going to be some good uh, television there. Weekly television. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Can't wait. Speaking of weekly television, this past week, the first three episodes of season three, a.k.a. the final season of The Bad Batch, were released. Fifteen episodes total, and there's going to be once a week for the rest of the run here, but... Did you get a chance to watch these three yet? Not yet. Okay. I had a lot of things I had to finish this week. So all right. Very good. I would I would say this completely spoiler free. Episodes one and two are like decent. They're sort of like obviously kind of setting you back up and like, all right, here's where we left off, here's where we're going. And then episode three, you got a little lead in your pencil, my guess. Okay. I like right. episode episode three was solid. Say no more. Which I feel like a lot of shows. When they do it in this format, they kind of know that's what's happening. They're like, "Yeah, WandaVision did the same thing, yep. right? We're just like, yeah, kind of rope a dope you. Like, oh, yeah, okay, like you might not get go to f- it, and then like, oh, you mean this? Yeah, oh, you mean this? Oh, this one you you're looking for this right here, right in front yeah. of you? Because uh, episode one might not have been duck tits, but then by the time of episode three, you're like, shit, I can't wait for next week. <laughs> so I do like that. Speaking of next week or this week, depending on when you're listening to the podcast, Shogun comes out on fx so set the dvrs although i'm sure it'll be on hulu right all fx shows are on hulu oh yeah yep but shogun i'm ready to go for shogun i'm ready for this too i I, having just finished true detective what else are we watching right now nothing nothing great no true uh well bad batch so um the (sighs) it's only six episodes so you know me i might get sucked into it the rick and michonne walking dead comes back starts this week you just that's that thing you just won't let go of right i can't dude i've you seen will I'm, not let go of it. i'm in way too deep i've seen way too many episodes yeah. so i might because the it's new riverdale sick, it's like a mini <laughs> actually you know what i i still have the final season of riverdale to watch or like half of it i have it still queued up on my netflix it's like left off where like where i was but i don't know maybe if you guys out there watch the rick and michonne show let us know at dork podcast Twitter, Instagram, or dorkpodcast at gmail.com if it's worth the shit. And you know me. I I love almost everything Walking Dead related, so maybe I will. <laughs> I love most of it. <laughs> I love that time old when you said, stuff. 
when you said Walking Dead was the best show you've ever seen. <laughs> yes, I do. It was every Sunday night at 10. Like, that's the greatest <laughs> show I've ever seen. Uh, uh, one of the greatest movies I bet people have seen is currently streaming on Peacock. That'd be Oppenheimer. So if you still somehow, somehow have not seen Oppenheimer, it was me and Davey's 2023 movie of the year. What are you pointing at? Nothing. Nothing. Forget it. Have you not seen it? No, I, ha- I, I thought you were. I thought you were going somewhere else with that and i was like i have seen it yeah oh yeah but for, i mean or watch it again i mean uh maybe maybe you saw the theater you I haven't have seen it, it since so it's on peacock streaming right now so you can give that a rip before the uh the oscars uh whatever that is next month uh the sag awards speaking of award shows was on netflix last night i didn't watch any of it but isn't that weird it was like i was I, scrolling yeah. through netflix looking for something to watch and it was like live right now the sag awards i was like what Okay. I saw that. I same thing. I saw it and I was like, eh. I had no idea that they were streaming it on Netflix. And mm-hmm. then I noticed that there was a new Mike Epps comedy special. So I watched that instead. I, how was that? <laughs> His comedy's so stupid that it makes me laugh. Right. Like it's so dumb. Yep. Like, like he goes into this bit about like men not wiping properly, and I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> nice. That's good stuff. Like right out of the jump, he's like, "Hey, what's up, Phoenix? Men don't wipe properly." I'm like, okay. Okay. Oh, you could do 10 good minutes on wiping, sure. You could do 10 good minutes on it. And then he said something that made me laugh out loud, and my wife thought I was dumber for laughing at it. He was talking about his friend who only likes big girls. Yeah, I'm in already like this. And he said, and he's always like, she got to be two something if you want me to do something. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not like that? That's fantastic. So I like big old bitties and bunch and mocks. That's a good She's line. Do to to something if you want me to do something. I like when he rhymes something with something. <laughs> that was the home run right there. Run Homer with Homer. All right, I will. I will cue that up. I I will watch that. I love Mike Epps. That's funny. He's in like a legit feud with Shannon Sharp. Have you read anything about this? No. Is he because like Shannon Sharp's doing all this thing like like with um. I didn't follow it all that like closely. Cat Williams and all that stuff. Maybe. Oh my god, you got to watch the Cat Williams interview. Even if you don't believe anything he's saying, just for entertainment value, yeah. the stuff that comes out of his mouth and how quickly, like how good he is with like words. Yeah. Like I know that sounds dumb, but like how he, the way he says things, yeah, is is pretty fascinating. All right, I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to give that a give that a rip. I didn't see any of it. I don't really watch Saturday Night Live regularly, but Shane Gillis was the host on Saturday, and I guess his monologue is like a ton of people have seen it. A ton of people are talking about it. It's either I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I watched it. Yeah. So do you fall into the hilarious or really, really uncomfortable? Which Because that seems like to be the two camps. It's It's pretty – okay, given the environment, it's uncomfortable. Okay. If you have people who – are going are paying to watch him say these things that crowd loves it yeah 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 for the crowd he talks a little bit about how he got fired and then he's like but don't google it right yeah yeah um so to come back into that space and to like it's weird i gotta watch it i had it queued up and then i got it was like eight minutes i'm like shit i don't have time to do this or whatever i was doing so he for those who don't know shane gillis was cast a few years ago on snl yeah and then Stuff got, came out about like was it jokes that he said on like a podcast or jokes Twitter that he said on something? a podcast or like on t- both. I think it was like just like a both. bunch of stuff. And basically, like a lot um, at that time, where a lot of people were kind of getting people were going after him, and then he was bounced from the show. And that's why it was kind of crazy. Like a few weeks, months ago, when they were like, 
he's gonna host i'm like and it's you know what the weirdest thing was you know like when a monologue is going well the band behind them is like laughing and like into it nothing crickets. they were just like straight face crickets from the, the band time. not a good sign yeah not a good sign yeah he started like making fun of his dad at one point and then it just got it was like super weird i'll give it a like, go i've never seen his stand up i don't think i've seen him on a few podcasts or like just like brief clips of like interviews that he's done like with other comedians so i yeah. really don't know much about the dude but i it's one of those things it's like jesselnick does like this like deadpan thing but it's like uncomfortable like he tries to be uncomfortable with yeah. it yeah this is like i'm gonna say something that'll purposely try to make you uncomfortable yeah but like be like ur, 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 about it like you'd be like just kind of like <laughs> oafy and like stupid about yeah. it Oh, um and it's not it doesn't always play as clever okay you yeah. know it's more shock value than anything else right and like i'm not a huge jesselnick fan like i there are a Me lot either. of people that really like him but like the one of the stand-ups that i saw it was almost kind of like predictable and like not that it offends me like i don't i'm not I don't really get offended but it was like no. you're like oh, okay oh now you're going to like a 9-11 joke got it now you're gonna go do this got kind it. of joke i like, got it okay like that's like, fine dead kid joke yep great okay like, you always go to like the worst place you can find with him and be like all right i get it this is where this is going yeah and like, like you're not, i'm not shy it doesn't shock me anymore and like no i know and like people always take the bait too and you can hear it in the crowd be like no yeah. it's like what did you think this was gonna be like right. i don't really this is his whole act this yeah is whole act. Oh, i know is this yeah. uh and then also fittingly last thing in the news uh to tie in nicely with the topic du jour true detective has been picked up for a season five so we will sure. get we will get a season five and uh we will get into that and what we want to see out of that coming up in the episode but that'll do it for the news ryan uh let's get to this y'all ready for bisque topic du jour time it is again. Well, I'm glad you asked because it's the topic of the day. And today it is true. Did we just do this? Did we just do the topic du jour? Every week we do two of them now. Oh, geez. Yeah. Sure. Like, a little yeah. peek behind the curtain. Uh, true Detective <laughs> Night Country, a.k.a. True Detective Season 4. It just ran for six episodes on HBO. And we begin, as we do with all of our movie and TV reviews, spoiler-free. Ryan, True Detective Night Country, did you like it? I did. I like this. This was nice. You know what's funny to me is that was kind of my impression after each episode. And then once the series was over and I really, really thought about it, I liked it a little mm -hmm. bit less each day. So it wrapped up last Sunday. I forget if I watched it Sunday night or Monday. I watched it pretty soon right after the finale ripped. And then I was just thinking about it, and I'm like, I didn't really care for that. Oh, that was didn't really get answered. That also, man, eh, really. So like, each day it came went out on. Shit hot, didn't it? It came, it sucked me right in. It yeah. sucked me right in. I also thought jumping to episode five, I thought ended with like sort of like a, like oh shit, all right, here we go, like mm -hmm. ready to ready to rip for the finale. Then the finale played out, and I was like, yeah, I guess that's how you can do it. But like right. I was like, fuck. Like I wanted now it's also like the fact that it is a true detective is both mm -hmm. in many ways the best thing and the worst thing that ever happened to it because right. it'll never and none of these seasons will ever be as good as season one. However, I might not have watched it had it not been a true detective label. Uh, someone I, I was talking to someone about this and we were kind of having the same conversation and then um he uh, so the person I was talking was like, would you have watched it if it was just called Night Country? Yeah. 
I mean, probably Joe. I mean, Jody Jody Foster's a big enough draw. Yeah, it's Jody Foster. I probably would have, and but yeah, so it's tough because you immediately kind of compare it to that. But even on its own, I thought it was thought it was fine, like fine to good, but like I didn't I didn't like it. And I thought there was a chance there. Like we talked early on, like here and there, like the setting was super cool. Like all the days of night out there, we mm-hmm. we both love Thirty Days of Night, the comic and the movie, and like this that sort of. That sort of premise. And a lot of these true detectives have like a little horror element to them. So I'm yeah. immediately in on that. But I don't know. It kind of left me being like, eh. I had a bunch of questions. And then I was just, you know, doing like a light bing on, on true detective. And a lot of it was like, oh, like the showrunner answers a whole bunch of questions. And you're like, yeah, in interviews, like not in the show. Yeah, they're doing that like uh, that Snyder thing. We're like, well, if I had put this in, then this would have been that. Like, like, no, you can't do that. Like, you're right, but like, that's frustrating. But it's also like, happens. You have to have. I get also like leaving things up to like interpretation, but like, what's your interpretation of this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, well, you figure that out. I'm like, no, I'm asking you, idiot. (laughs) What's it supposed to be? It could be anything. Like, I don't want it to be anything. What do you when you think of it? Like, what you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that part uh, annoyed me because like the overall story, I think, is good. And that like like episode one kind of sucks you in. Uh, You get like the the detective work, and I think the relationship in particular between the two detectives, uh, Jodie Foster's character, and then Navarro on the other side. I think it's like. They're not working together. They are working together. They used to work together. Like that whole thing. Good. I like. I like all that. I, I, those two were very strong. I like those characters. And like all true detectives, the acting is usually top notch. Never, never the problem. It was more, I guess, how it was written that kind of let me down a little bit. Well, it was like they did all this build up, like you said, and then this one, it was six episodes. It should have been seven because I feel like it was like yeah. Oh shit! We we have all these loose ends to tie up in uh-huh. an hour. Yep, I agree. It's like eight storylines we got to do in one hour. Like, ooh, yeah, okay. Ooh. How do we do that quickly? Good point by Jason in the chat. The theme song kicks ass. He says the best part of the show. It might William, be William Eyelash. Yeah, yeah. Eyelash crushes it. Yeah, that was one that because I wouldn't watch it live because uh, we're always recording when it was on. So you always had the option to skip it. Never skipped it. I was like, my oh. wife skips it all the time. It bummed me out. I was like, I'm gonna listen to this, and it's kind of cool because it's at night and like there's like the cars moving around, so you're like seeing different locations, and the song's yeah. just so good. I'm like, I'll leave it. Like, I don't need, I don't need that minute that badly. I'll give, <laughs> I'll give it a go. Uh, yeah, the characters uh, overall, besides those two, actually, I do you agree with me on those two? Do you think those two were good? They were good. Yeah. I think um, was it the character? Of, I forget the Navarro. Yeah, but I forget the actress's name who plays tomorrow. Oh, um, Kali Reese, got, I think it is. She, yeah, she got better as the series went on. Yeah, she because she hasn't been in much. It was actually funny. No. Uh, our, our buddy Mac from the Mac and Goo program was saying that he knew somebody that knew her growing up. She's from Providence and was a boxer, like a legit yeah. boxer. Well, it shows because goddamn, there's, yeah, like she, she throws the best punch on this show. She can kick some ass, and Damn. she's she's only been in like three or four things like she hasn't been in many things so compared to jodie foster who's probably been in like a hundred movies and tv shows you know what i mean yeah but for them to go uh neck and neck yeah but like the other characters like in the town and stuff like i thought that was that was all uh all good i know i had no problem with with that um to me i think it's pretty clear the rankings of the seasons like one is out 
in a way the best out one. The door. Yeah. Then I would go season three, which nobody right. ever talks about, but was a solid season of television with Mahershala Ali. Yep. Then I would go this one, and then I would go two. Which is a shame because I think yeah. two had the best cast. Two's cast. Well, I well, oh. I mean, one was insane. Which just those, one's insane. Those guys killed but, it. But yeah, like you, you had, had more you had more people in two. More people who should have done a better job. And it just just didn't. Fucking Taylor Kitsch, man, had a had a chance. You had Taylor Kitsch, you had Colin Farrell, Rachel McAdams, Vince Vaughn, uh, the chick from Yellowstone, yeah, the redhead, like that should have oh, kicked ass. Uh, Kelly Riley, yeah, 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 that should have been a lot better than it was. It stunk, <laughs> and it really was. It was just. It's just not great. And the other one, Mahersh Ali and Stephen Dorff. And you're like, oh, all right, great, Stephen Dorff. He was great. He was excellent. Stephen Dorff was excellent in it. Yeah. Uh, would you call this a must-see television show? No. Yeah, probably not. Probably it's good. Probably if not. If you're looking for something, if someone's yeah. like, hey, I need like a show this week. I'm, I'm out of shows. What? I, like, did you watch True Detective? I'm like, no. I'm like, check it out. It's good. Yeah, that kind of helped it too. Like we were just talking about all those shows that we had done before, like Fargo and some of the other ones were done. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what other weekly shows was I watching? Not really anything. So it kind of fit in uh, yeah. at that time. All right, what is your hashtag dork score for True Detective Night Country? I'm going to go four and a half on this. I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going three and a half. And yeah, I is, is low. I know. That's low. It's like right on that line on whether or not you, you should have watched it. Like this is, I, I, in other words, I think it's a hard one to recommend to somebody because outside of the like, hey, if you get nothing else to watch, like just straight up, like if you watch this and then after a few episodes, they get back to you and they're like, this is the show or like maybe at the end of it, even at the end of it, they're like, this is the show you recommended. I'm like, well, I just wanted to talk to somebody about it because right. like, I don't know if it's, it's the, the, the shit or not. So I want three and a half. Davey's going four and a half. Let us know if you're in the chat uh, what your score is. And, of course, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram and emails what your score is for True Detective Night Country. All right, if we don't have Let me ask else, you this. Before we get yeah, into that, yeah. like, did you do – how do you do – I should probably ask you this years ago. So when we do an episodic episode like this, how do you rank it? Um. So what I usually do is just kind of be like – I average out. I don't do like episode rankings, but I'll just do like sort of like the overall impression, like how many moments of it. So it's I, almost like a really long movie in a way. So like, was there a lot of sixes stuff in there? Was there like, how bad was the bad stuff? How good was the good stuff? And then try to find that balance. And then also because we've done so many of these kind of think back to some of the other shows. And so I could yeah. be off by like a half stone here or there. Like if you go back like four years ago, but Thinking in my head, like what what has recently been a six or a five or a four, like that that I do that as well. The way I do it, I do I rank each episode one through six and then average it. Mm-hmm. That's how I that's how I get it. That makes that's sense. That's how I came at four and a half. So and that's why and maybe another reason why maybe your score is a little bit higher because I just feel like at the end the the finale was kind of okay. But the well, fact that it was that, my low it was the lowest of the episodes. Was it I the ranked. lowest? Yeah, because I just lowest. thought it it ended up. Like you're like, oh, there's all these questions still out there, and so it kind of impacts yeah, so, the overall thing. Because I get asked, believe it or not, people do ask me this question, so I'll I'll break this down for you. Episode one, six. Th- I'll go in order. Yep. Six, five, four, five, five, three. Okay. Yeah, I thought one and five were the best for me 
And yep. then, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So uh, four and a half, three and a half. Which, if you do quick math, that's 28 over six. So that's a 4.4. That's where I get the four and a half. I like it. And then you take a slight roundup. That that tenth of a point goes up to a four and a half, and bang, you got yourself a, a dork score. I like yourself it. something. Yep. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! All right. So just right off the rip, uh, satisfying ending, yes or no? Not completely. Kind of missed. On that yeah. one, took a big swing and missed. And I think it was again, they had too many things that they uh, in the writing, and we're probably like, oh shit, we got to tie this up quickly. Yeah, sort of my big issue is we've done enough stuff where if it is supernatural, I'm all in and I can believe it. If you told me that fucking a handful of aliens came down and you told that story well enough and the aliens wipe people out, and then they left. I would actually be like, okay, that's what you did. You're doing an alien show yep. or ghosts. You're doing a ghost show. Cool. Do a ghost show. But if you're not, and then this one tried to blend the two, I'm like, I don't know. In this case, you kind of have to be one. Like, all right, what did, what, what were some of those visions? Were you just kind of fucking with us or is it really a choose your own adventure? Because I don't know if I want to choose my own adventure. I want you to choose the adventure. Yeah, and I think they kind of explained a little bit of that away with the pollution in the water. So, like, there's something in the water that's making yeah. people see shit or act crazy. Yep. Or, like, yeah. um, I think they try to throw that away a little bit um, with yeah. the scientists talking about, you know, how toxic the water levels were yeah like people were like drinking it and stuff so i agree um, i thought they were gonna lean into that even a little bit more because you have people seeing like the one-eyed polar bear you're seeing people in the road you're seeing all these different visions you're hearing voices like mm -hmm. so i'm like all right was that that was it was it not that uh a couple of weird kind of like written things too like Jodie Foster surviving what she survives. Like, all right, I guess. Like, they had a few characters survive situations, and I'm like, I don't know if that really they would have survived that. Oh, that she falls from like 10 feet from ice, like onto ice, like stomach first. And like gotta be frozen solid. And then they just like bring her back. And then I think she's in the rest of the that or like the rest of that whole scene in those same clothes. Like she never even changes out of them. I'm like well, the other thing that Rye told she was like, she's like, I don't want to say anything. I was like, yeah, they're in the garage. Like, first of all, they started a fire. I said something that like they started the fire in the garage. I'm like, they would suffocate with the smoke coming yeah. from that wood, like in an enclosed space. <laughs> like you can't yeah. build a fire in like, yeah. a, right. That's what chimneys are for. Right. And uh, <laughs> she's like, why didn't. So if there's trucks and equipment, why didn't they just get in a car and turn the heat on? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. They drove away. Like, however, yeah. how yeah. much longer later. And yeah. they could have just, just get in the car, the, the heat, on. sat in the front seat, blasted the heat on her yeah. now like this fire or she's like they get the fire she's 10 feet away from the fire like put her next to the fire what are you doing like yeah basically like layer in it please i mean that's not that, that's what that's like that's nitpicking isn't it no, no it is it is yeah. uh but yeah i still so like annie k and like the annie k murder is like one of like sort of like the side mm -hmm. turned like blended into like main stories and you find out who killed her or who killed her, you find out uh, who kind of, like, avenged her in a way, mm -hmm. but you still never get the answer as to who cut out her tongue and who moved it to the yeah. Salah lab. And so this is the one question I had, too, is because I think um, Pryor, the older Pryor, mm -hmm. 
like he beat remember he like after she was dead like he beat her up like after she just and cut out her i think he cut it out hank i think it was hank yeah i think he did it just to make it look like someone else did it okay um and cut the tongue out like send a message or whatever i but that the only question is how did it get there right how do they bring it there and i think it's all those women like the women who know everything like they work as cleaners and like in the in the yeah in the lab and like other places they show pictures of them like taking photos of like police files like they've been in the police evidence locker room and they've been all over their place so they might have gotten it and planted it there but again like the woman who's like the boss is like we don't know anything about that. That's what I'm saying. Like, she was asked point blank. And she could lie, but, like, she, she was asked lie. point blank. Yeah. Because they made a pretty big deal out of the tongue. They brought it up a few times. And I'm like, right. well, wouldn't you circle back and say what actually happened with that? But I think it was their way of connecting the two. Yeah. Like, this is connect. Like, like, and they, because oh, there's a whole bit about the tongue. Yeah, about how, yeah. like, that's a, that's a native woman's tongue because yeah. of the nets yeah. and, like, all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, going back to, like, the the cleaners who came out and like, they were like an army that kind of came in there and, and kicked ass. What did you think of that? Um, I kind of liked it. I like this idea of a place like that, because remember there's like all this protest going on and they start talking about, um, this place has been here longer than you. This will be here mm -hmm. long after you're gone. Like this is here was before you even named this place was named Alaska. Like we were here. I like them kind of policing themselves and policing their own land. I thought, I think that's a cool idea. The execution yeah. of it. I don't know, but I love the idea of like, this is our town. I don't give a shit if you're, yeah. you know, what's the name of the, some science lab or some mine yeah, or some cops yeah. or whatever. Like this is we're dealing with this. This is how we deal with it. Yeah. I like it, that. Yeah. I guess it was just weird. Frontier though, justice. But because like going back to the first episode and it was like trying to figure out our, what happened to all these guys. And basically they were like frozen, but they died before they froze, but they had these looks on them. Like, but I don't think that really lines up necessarily. Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misremember, but wouldn't, wouldn't they have frozen it? Cause then they like let them out there. And then they like basically told them to like go. It's then, on the go, and then they they said, and the implication is that they saw something that scared them to death. Yeah, right. Um, and then the I forget the woman's name who's like the boss of the the yeah. tribal women says something like, if she wanted to let him go, their clothes were waiting for them, and they would have made it, but they didn't. Yeah, I don't know. That so just technically, kind of, and again, technically, they didn't murder anybody. No, I guess they didn't. I guess it just seems kind of clunky, or like, or at least what they were setting up didn't have like a great payoff as far as that like if you wanted to have like this army of cleaners go in there like mow them down i think that's fine but the way it was set up was either very supernatural or what i was hoping that it was going to be was it was going to be navarro and navarro was having like different visions and stuff and she clearly has some other kind of connection going on oh so it's like some alter ego version of her i thought she was going to show up like fucking the punisher and they were going to be it was like just her fucking crazy mowing everybody down I thought that would have been pretty badass. That should have been pretty sweet. Yeah, this was sort of a little bit different. Different. Um, also, they did bring up a lot of or try to connect season one a lot, and I didn't think it helped the show at all it because it was too, it was way too vague. So like they had uh, Travis Cole, who is Russ Cole, Matthew McConaughey's dad. He was the one, like the dead version of him, that pointed Rose. 
this sort of like obscure character played by Fiona Shaw to like where all of the, the researchers were. And then they all say a lot of the same quotes, right? Like one in particular, that was like the time is a flat circle. Yeah. Like that's the most famous quote from like season one. Like that right. seemed pretty heavy handed. That seemed a little shoehorned. I didn't like that at all. There's another one or two. There was also something about the, the Tuttles that financed uh, the Salal lab and the Tuttles were mm-hmm. like in charge of like that cult basically in the first season. Yeah. But the Travis Cole thing. So if you go back to season one, Rust Cole uh, talks about like when, when they're telling his whole story, like there was a time where he was like, he says that he was out of town. Right. And he said he was visiting his dad who was dying or whatever. And his dad was in Alaska but they never could confirm that. Like they didn't like within the other cops like looked that up and they couldn't really confirm it. And yeah. so I'm like, maybe he just lied about it. And maybe his dad really wasn't out there and he kind of like got away with one. And then but they used that as like, yep, he for sure was there in this one. You know, like I don't yeah. I don't know if that was the best thing to put in. Just because he said Alaska, he might have been full of shit. But And you think that's the th- now you think, you know maybe he wasn't. He might he might be, he might not be. He might be, and they they leaned on the spiral thing a lot, and the spirals really didn't lead to anything. That wouldn't go anywhere. It was just like, oh shit, remember that from season one? And then that was it. And like for me, it was like, shit. Annie says something, not Annie. Um, uh, Navarro says something like, oh, like I used to love oranges. My mom loved oranges, and she would peel them mm-hmm. in like one long peel. And I said out loud, like a spiral, <laughs> like yeah. a spiral. And then, like, Jodie um, Foster I, I started think, making a spiral, too, at one point, and you're like, why? You quick bing that. Yeah, you quick bing it, and, you, you know, it's a symbol for, like, you know, um, the cycle of violence or something like that. Like, you just, it's a, yeah. it's a it right. is a flat circle, right? Yeah, so it's it sure just is. a, yeah. you know, until you break it, which I think that's the point of Navarro's storyline, is that, like, because yeah. her name, which I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce, like, her real name means like the bright sun after a long night or something like that yeah yeah so that's pretty cool so it's the breaking of that so like i i i get it um but again it seemed a little quick all right speaking of navarro how does her story end in your mind is she dead no okay so she just she just took a walk i think she went on walkabout for a little bit i think you know you get a break from everything that's happening because like this anything has been put to bed the thing with her mom thing with her sister. Now she can kind of do what she wants to do. Um, and you know, her relationship with, uh, Jodie Foster's characters. Now they're, they're partners again. So yeah. I think she just took some time and then eventually found her way back. Yeah. Cause that's what they talk about that. Yeah. You're right. I also read online. There was like somebody asked the director and writer of the show. They were like, after that one episode where Navarro was just so pissed off and then like tried fighting those guys and then they ended up beating the shit out of her and she had like all those injuries. They're like, how come the next episode she had like no injuries? And they were like, Oh, well, that takes place like six days later. And I'm like, I guess she got fucking destroyed though. Like six days, but okay, whatever. She Wolverine. He's from Alaska. True. Good point. He could be she could be Wolverine. He's from Canada, but like, yeah. yeah, you get the idea. Yeah, he's from Canada, but it's all the same. It's all the same junk. All right, what <laughs> rye was the biggest? What the fuck? Moment of the season. I think this shot when they took all of the scientists to the rink and they started to melt, and then there was like, there's only five. 
Yeah. Like they, they thought there were all six of them and there was only five. Yeah. Then I said out loud, what the fuck? What yeah. the fuck? Right. Yeah, just like that huge. these little frozen yeah. peepees. And there's, there's supposed to be six little frozen peepees. No, I, 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 I count five little dinks. Five little dinks. Yeah. I would say the uh, the Jodie Foster love scene had to be right up there. She was making oh, with Chris Eccleston's sweet love with Chris Eccleston, Captain Ted Conley, right there, <laughs> and a little little desk. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, no, there what were we just like banging everyone in the town too. What was that all about? about everybody. Why do we need that? Yeah. Oh, also the um, what's his name? The kid. Uh, Peter, or they just called him Pryor, but that's his last name. Yeah. So Hank's his dad, then Peter. So he kills his dad in this, and then he's like, yeah, I'll clean him up. And then he's like, fine, pretty much fine after. I think it maybe there's like he had to, he knew he had to. Yeah, I guess, because he, he got like, his family back. But yeah, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty intense. But he, the, um, the girl that, uh, Danvers, Jody Foster, basically like mm-hmm. adopted in. She would have to know something was up because she came over, remember, to Danvers' house, and she saw yeah. him there, and he's like, what are you doing here? And he's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, let's go. And then I was confused, too. So he shoots his dad in the head, like side of the head, right? Like hits him in the side of the head. Why was there a tooth in the wall? I don't know. Remember? Because he was like trying to block it. Like there was like a Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then he took it out when she turned around. Yeah. Yeah, why? That was weird. The bullet went nowhere near his teeth. Also, what they never did, and I guess you didn't really have to, but the flashbacks to Jodie Foster with the kid named Holden. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened. In Hol- I mean, we know Holden's no longer with us, but we don't know. Car accident. Yeah. Like, I guess. But yeah. we don't know who was involved or whatever. It's implied. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I do like the storytelling, though, when it was like when uh, Navarro and Danvers worked together and they were on that case. And they came upon that guy, and they're like, "Yeah, it was a murder suicide." And then, like, other cops are like, "Sure about that?" And you're like, "No." It wasn't. Well, and then Fuck what's his guy. name? What's his name? Fixed it. He was like, "You understand? He's left-handed, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like he knew. No one ever told you that. No one ever had a question. He was left-handed. Um, yeah, that's good. I did like the thing every time she kept asking the two of them, like, "You're asking the wrong question. You're asking because like this." Yeah, like, it's a good a, game. Yeah, like yeah. What's the question? He's like, stop at that bullshit. He's like, uh, no. Like, what's the what's what's the right question? Yeah. Uh, so like we said before, we are getting a uh, season five of this. And Where do you want it to take place? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So yeah, two the two big questions are where and who. And mm-hmm. so it's the same showrunner as this one, which I think is I don't know. Some people will be okay with it, other people are gonna be pissed about it. Cause also like the I, author Nick Pizzolato was probably gonna be pissed about it, but yeah, he was steaming like on, on Reddit or really on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. People were like, Oh, what's the tie in? He's like, I had nothing to do with this show. He's like, You can't blame me for anything. I was like, Oh, okay. Um I kinda like Alaska, but yeah, I think you probably need to go somewhere else. Uh, you could always do like Louisiana. So yeah, so that was the first season was Louisiana, right? The first season was oh shit, okay. yeah, it was in the Bayou. And second one was California. Third one was is in the South somewhere. Oh yeah, where was the third one? And this was Alaska. I want to say it was like Chicago, but I, I don't think that's right. True Detective season three takes place in the Ozarks. Yeah, so I what I think. The right. scare, like West Virginia, yeah, to me is like that's fucking that place is fucking scary. Uh, yeah, it is. Yep, like Virginia, like there's shit that goes on in like West Virginia, like West Virginia and Western Virginia, that like it's yeah. some scary motherfuckers out there. Yeah, you could do that because like you obviously you can't go Minnesota, North Dakota, Idaho. That's all Fargo. See, that's yeah, Fargo's that country. Yeah. That's their territory. Yeah. I feel like Texas and Florida are kind of like too obvious, too big, too obvious. So, yeah, you already did Louisiana Ozarks. You could do... What about, I'm just like what this about Boston, Ked? Guy. There's large swaths of this country that yeah. I have no idea what goes on there. That's true. That's true. You know, like what is going on in... Like Appalachia. Like you Appalachia hear stuff like that all the time. You could do like uh what about like Arizona, New Mexico, or like out like desert yeah. desert land. Little, uh, Death Valley action. Yeah, like basically what go about the opposite of the spectrums. You just had a really cold season, right? Now you have a really hot season. Well, I, I just finished Alan Wake and that takes place in the Pacific Northwest, which is a place that Oh yeah. Is a it rains all the time. Seattle. That's right. Nail biter takes place out there too, right? Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Uh, what about Maine? Oh, how about Utah? It's crazy Mormon shit. Oh, yeah. You do Mormon stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's All right. Who, though? All right. Last thing before we get out of here. Who for True Detective? Who? Do you like, do you like, uh, let me ask you, what do you like? Do you like boy, boy? Do you like girl, girl? Do you like boy, girl? What do you like? Uh, uh, yeah, because they need to be partners, right? I think you need you need to start with two, and then you could always add more, because like some seasons had more significant third and fourth characters other seasons it's really the two so i'm trying to think who would be i mean michael b jordan that's obvious and then michael b jordan obviously obviously michael b jordan and and let's see i think you need to bring someone back who you like you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. who you don't think would be in it but it's like would be really good in it you know who I think would be a great think of like McConaughey playing creepy. You know who could play like creepy but effective too? Who's that? Michael Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon is 
He's like, good... he'd be the weird one. Yep. The one that's like keyed into like whatever supernatural fucking weird sh- he sure stuff is. that you're dealing with. Yeah, he sure is. And then give him someone like, um, Carrie Coon, K- Carrie Coon or, Carrie Coon. um, Carrie Coon would crush it. I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, Mm. What about Carrie uh, Mulligan? Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, you could go Carrie Mulligan. Very good. Yeah, that is a good one. Or if you do Boston, give me Casey Affleck. Casey or Affleck. Maine. Casey if you Affleck do Maine, give me Casey Affleck. Dude, Tony Collette. Tony Collette was super high on our top ten actresses since two thousand. Tony Collette would be really good. She was in like a, she played a cop in that Netflix documentary series. It was like a, it was like based off a true story series, but it was like I, so. Tony Collette would be really good. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different ways you could go. Anyway, how about oh, how about uh, Tommy Lee Jones? You think he still got it? So do you want to go? You want to go like retired cop? You want to go old cop? I mean, he's he could play yeah. like the older version of somebody. Go good, go good cop, bad cop. Try that. <laughs> I thought you said bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes, hell Thank yeah, you. yeah. Problem is, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Carrie Coon have both been in Fargo. Now, Carrie Coon played a cop. Mary Elizabeth Winstead did not. So I guess you could throw the put the old badge on her. Ever snooping around looking for clues. <laughs> I'm thinking of like. Um, all the uh, Scott Pilgrim again. Just let's let's make Brie Larson, <laughs> like and Chris uh, Evans, Aubrey Plaza, or my, Aubrey Plaza and Michael Sarah in there this season of True Detective. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran Culkin, Kieran Culkin could yeah, he's good, he's good. Just throwing it out there, especially if you want to go a little comedy wise. So anyway, there's all our of our stuff. Hit us up. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, email, at Dork Podcast. Easy to find find us on uh, all of those places. Uh, let us know what you thought of True Detective Night Country. And for those of you streaming live on uh, YouTube, we are going to uh, jump on over to uh, the other link for top 10 Star Wars characters. So, Rye, stay loose, and I'll talk to you real soon. All right, man.